Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, <clears throat> and today my guest is Malcolm Bach, who's an Alexander Technique teacher living in Montreal, Canada. He's been teaching for around 35 years, and he's made somewhat of a specialty in combining the Alexander Technique and running. He's uh, written a book called The Art of Running, and he has a background in running himself. He was a competitive runner and coach. He won the Canadian Half Marathon Championship in 2011 and 2012 and the Cross Country Championship in 2016. And he, his combination of Alexander technique and running, he recall, refers to as the art of running, and he gives workshops in that around the world. And we're going to talk today about, um, well, I'll just give you the title of, of this podcast. It's going to be The Thorny Question of the Foot Plant. So this is going to be about feet. And Malcolm's going to talk a little bit about some ideas that he has come up with on this topic. Malcolm, welcome to the show. Glad to be here, Robert. So, um, what is it that got you especially interested in what you refer to as the foot plant, which I believe you said was sort of the connection between the foot and the ground, right? Yeah, yeah. What got uh, you without, interested without, in that? Yeah, without being too technical, it's, it's the kind of the way that your foot comes down on the ground when you're walking. Right. Uh, and, you know, how it's how you're, you're balancing yourself on your feet when you're, let's say, just standing still. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. There, there, there's a lot going on in your feet, maybe way more, way more than I realized. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it, it's, it's uh, some recent experiences have really piqued my interest in this connection with the ground mm-hmm. and, and, and the possibilities that it holds uh, for our work and for working with other people. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah. Uh, well, there's nothing like pain. There's nothing like a little bit of pain to focus your attention. And um, I've been running for many years, and more now that I'm in my 60s, I've been getting a bit more pain in, in running. Uh, more recently, uh, something in my, my right hamstring, back of my right thigh, has been niggling away now for some years. And also, I've been getting some pain in my feet, particularly in my right foot. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, when I was at the Congress in Chicago, I worked with a, a friend of ours, John Macy, mm-hmm. who said, well, you know, the, the problem you're having with your hamstring and your foot is, is due to the fact that your pelvis is, is kind of twisted. And, and I was completely unaware of this. I'd been, you know, doing my, giving my directions and all the rest of it, and I wasn't getting any joy. And he did worked a little bit on my pelvis. He's a physiotherapist as well as a right. uh, an Alexander teacher. And mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, some things started to um, when he adjusted my pelvis a little bit. All of a sudden, I started to feel different, and I started. It was quite. I thought I was leaning over about on a forty-five degree angle to the side when I was walking, and I looked in the mirror, and I, I was straight up and down. And that was just from untwisting my pelvis a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
So fast forward uh, uh, about a month, and I uh, I was in England doing some workshops, and I came across one by the name of Helen Hall, who wrote a book called Even With Your Clothes On. And, you know, even with your shoes on. <laughs> even with your shoes on. Yeah. I'm sure she played with that title a bit. And she had me stand on a treadmill with a force plate in it where she could actually read where my center of gravity was coming down in my feet and what my feet were doing when I stood, when I walked, and when I ran. Mm-hmm. And it was quite amazing to me to see that um, a couple of things were happening, that my, my balance was not even between my feet. It was more on my left foot. Mm-hmm. And that when I walked or ran, that my feet, there was no sort of, uh, uh, my feet stayed perfectly straight. There was no sort of side to side or what they call pronation and supination in my feet. My feet didn't rock and roll. They stayed perfectly straight. Mm-hmm. And she said, this is not the normal movement in your feet. Your feet are supposed to rock in and out a little bit on your on your landing and when you come off the ground. And then she she took me over and she had me do a very simple exercise where she had me in a lunge. She put a couple of wedges on the outside of my of my right foot, and she had me just put weight onto that right foot, bend the knee, straighten the leg again, take the weight off that foot, and she had me repeat this back and forth. So if you can imagine sort of stepping out with your leg straight and then bending into a lunge and mm-hmm. then coming back out of it. She repeated this about eight times. It took less than a minute. Mm-hmm. And she put me back on the force plate and uh, and all of a sudden, both my feet are rocking and rolling, mm-hmm. like there's two, and my pelvis had untwisted. Wow, yeah. And this is with less than one minute's work. Right, and it, right. And it felt like, oh my goodness, it, it felt as, as, as astounding as what, when John Macy sort of moved my pelvis a little bit and sort of said, okay, now what does your leg feel like? Subsequent to that, the pain that I've had in my right hamstring for the last couple of years, which has come and gone, has gone and mm-hmm. hasn't come back since. Right. And that pain, I've thrown a lot of money at it over the years through, you know, I tried massage, uh, chiropractic, uh, deep tissue work, uh, strength training, stretching. I've thrown a lot of stuff and a lot of money at it. It didn't change. Mm-hmm. And this one thing where, where all of a sudden my foot got unlocked and started to pronate supinate properly, mm-hmm. change was going on in my right hamstring. And it was it was so startling to me because I'd almost given up hope that that this happened. Right, that uh, I right. sort of said, okay, whoa, wait a second. W- w- what's going on here? So um, as a good Alexandrian, I went back to the to the Bible you know, evolution of a technique, uh-huh. and I had, I had a little read, and, um, and, it, you know, there's that piece in there where he talks, he names the name of the guy, uh, Alexander names the name of the guy um, who uh, told him to t- grip the floor with his feet. Right, right? yep. <laughs> so, the, here's the quote, and I've got it in front of me here, he says, um, on recalling this experience, I continued with the aid of mirrors to observe the use of myself more carefully than ever and came to realize that what I was doing with my feet, legs, and toes when standing to recite was in exerting a most harmful general influence upon the use of myself throughout my organism. Yeah, yeah. Now, a lot of people forget that. that a lot of people forget that, don't they? He doesn't say that about his back. He doesn't yeah. say that about his head and neck. Yeah. He only says it about his feet. 
Right. Yeah, that's right. And then he skips over it. Yeah. Then it disappears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he fixes his feet, and everything gets better after that. Yeah. And, but, um, so, but it's it's kind of skipped over. It's sort of like the primary control stops at the knees. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. It doesn't go down to the feet. Right. right? So I, I anyway um I, I it's it got me it got me thinking getting and questioning a little bit, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, um, I, I think people forget just how complex their feet are. I mean, your, yeah. your feet and your hands are kind of similar in a lot of ways, except that your feet are weight-bearing, so... Uh, you know, you, but you still have all those little joints in there, and yeah. it's they're pretty complex structures, and it's easy to develop habits of standing and walking and running that don't make good use of of the structure and end up causing the kinds of discomfort you have. Also, of course, uh, John, now John Macy, we should say, he, as you say, he's a PT and an Alexander teacher in Omaha, a good buddy of mine. We work together all the time. And he he practices a, a type of PT that is not your standard PT at all. Uh, right. it, it comes from, um, actually, from a guy here in Lincoln who developed it. And um, it's very heavily influenced by the idea that we are not all that symmetric in our in our bodies. That it looks kind of symmetric from the outside, but you go into the torso and look around, and there's no symmetry there at all. You know, the heart's on one side, the lungs are asymmetrical. You know, it's yeah. the organs, and there are internal twists in there that are not symmetric at all and uh, so John was I think probably drawing on some of that when he uh, yeah. adjusted your your hip hip orientation and I had that same issue many years ago and went to the guy himself and he uh, made a huge difference in my standing and walking but yeah. yeah, so feet, and I think feet just tend to be forgotten. They're far away, right, from your head, I, from I, your I, eyes. I, I agree. Well, not only that, but here's another thing. You know, the, Alexander's direction was knees to go forward and away. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying I'm, a, I'm suffering from, uh, you know, OCD or anything like that, but like, uh, you know, many good Alexandrians, I directed my knees forward and away, mm -hmm. right? But guess what? Your foot's supposed to pronate, which means the heel is supposed to roll in when you land. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. It can't roll in if your knee's going out. Yeah, yeah. I've never been a big fan of the knee's direction, so I, I can't really... I, I, I agree. I, I hear you, but it was one that. of Alexander's yeah. big It was, four, right? yeah. It was, absolutely. <laughs> so... So I was trying to figure out, well, why the hell don't my feet pronate and supinate when I run and walk? And and I think because I've been, you know, maybe misunderstanding the direction of knees forward and away. To the but I often remember, I remember one time with Shoshana when I was working with her, and she, had, you know, I'd come back in the class after 20 years, and she was working on me with another student in the class, and I went to stand up, and she said, well, did you notice how your knees came in a little bit when you stood up? 
And you know, and I and I thought, oh God, I didn't I didn't do that, did I? But guess what? Hmm. I was supposed to do that because when your knees roll in and you pronate a little bit, you actually engage your glutes, which are the biggest, strongest muscles in your body, and it actually helps to 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 uh, straighten your hip. Yeah. If yeah. you don't do that, you don't use those muscles and you compensate by overusing others, maybe your back muscles for all mm-hmm. I know, or your neck. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. this is like a bit of a shock and I went, oh my God, you mean my knee's supposed to go in as well as go out? And and this brought me, because this woman, Helen Hall, is strongly influenced by a guy by the name of Gary Ward. Mm-hmm. And Gary Ward wrote a book called uh, What the Foot? And his part of his theory is that the the, 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 the there's no such thing as as um, you know uh, bad use that the body is doing the best it can with with where you center yourself. Right. And I thought, well, that's interesting. And he said, yeah. So for example, I've had a number of knee injuries. Uh, my right knee. I've broken my right ankle. I've torn my right hamstring. And she said, well, doesn't it make sense that your body will have, would have shifted a little bit over to your left foot to take a little bit of the pressure off your damaged right knee? Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I didn't do that consciously. She said, well, if we look at the, you know, the, 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 the information from the, from the uh, foot plate, from the force plate, we could see that your body is, is shifted and turned a little bit over towards your left side. Mm-hmm. And, and he said that makes perfect sense because if you damage your knee, you would unconsciously protect it a little bit, yeah. and then brain would figure out a way for you to, you know, I mean, I won the half Canadian half marathon championship with the pelvis twisted to the left. Mm-hmm. I, my brain obviously figured out something, right? Absolutely, said, yeah. Yeah, he <laughs> said it's not optimum. It's not optimal. You know, now that your knee is healed, you don't need to be over there anymore, and that's what that little drill with the wedges got me to sort of shift a little bit and come back and, and find a new center, a more accurate center mm-hmm. of my body. And then when I do that, then then things start to work differently. Right. And this is this is subconscious, by the way. This is not me consciously trying to do something. This is giving my brain an experience of where my new center is mm-hmm. and then letting it figure out how to organize me from there. Right. Well, so so, so the thing that's interesting about what you, your experience is, you had one intervention uh, in the, the hip itself, right? Your 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 yep. pelvis, and then another yes. in the feet. Yes. Um, and they both kind of complemented each other, but I wonder. See, I mean, where my where my thinking has gone in all of this is right directly to center of gravity questions. Yeah. Uh, first of all, where is your center of gravity? And um, and lo- actually locating it, and it's pretty easy to locate. It's a couple inches below your navel, and it's uh, pretty much in the middle, front to back, yeah. side to side. Yeah. And then the question, and, and you can manipulate that. Once you know where it is, you can start to use it. But yeah. uh, and I don't want to go into all of that. But then the question is, um, from my point of view, gravity is drawing your center uh, of 
the the gravitational field of the earth is drawing your center right down to the center of the earth but of yep. course it doesn't get there and the reason it doesn't get there and this is i think a big misunderstanding uh among a lot of uh even people in the alexander world the reason that you aren't we're not in the center of the earth doing this podcast together is that the earth is a pretty hard has a fairly hard surface and that surface when you stand on it or walk on it or run on it it gets distorted by you and it wants to get back to where it was so it's literally pushing up against you to to restore itself yeah and that push when you're standing is pretty much focused on the soles of your feet absolutely and the question then is okay and then that's an upward that's an upward uh, push um, coming right from the, the, the earth. And if you're sitting, it's pushing up against your sits bones. Either way, that upward pressure from the earth uh, optimally should be transmitted right through your whole body, right? Through your feet, legs, pelvis, torso, neck, and right up to your head. Yeah. And that's the up of forward and up. But there are yeah. a lot of ways to mess with that. And Well, there sure are. And when you stand <laughs> on a force plate, you're going to see. You find out real quickly what they are. Some, some well, of them. Well, you'll yeah. see very quickly that it may be pushing up way more through one foot than through the other. Or, yes. Guess it, what? And you're not even going to feel that. You won't feel it because. Feel but your yeah. whole body, your whole body is adjusting to that where your brain is adjusting to your body to where you allow um, your weight to come down through your feet where your center yeah. of gravity is actually coming down and playing out through your feet right and if it isn't centered you, you're, then that's going to affect what's going on in your movement and in your balance right and uh, this is this is something that I want to know a lot more about because it has a pretty enormous effect on what's happening up the food chain Absolutely. Alexander, we're always thinking from the top of the food, what we think of it as the top of the food chain down. Right. But guess what? You probably have even more of an effect coming up than you have coming down. Well, you know, the surface of your feet, certainly if you're walking, especially if you're walking barefoot, but even with a shoe, it's just being transmitted through the shoe. That's where you're, you arrive at something that's going to exert an upward force on you. And, that up, and, and it's like the intersection of the, the downward pull of gravity and the upward push of the earth. That place on the surface of your feet, that's where it all comes together. Yep. And if so you just imagine that, that that in your body mm-hmm. that's not coming straight up through your spine. Right. And that's and the ways that cannot happen spine. are for certainly the asymmetrical thing you were talking about, more yeah. you know, more on one foot. But it could be little twists and turns on the way up, like if your ankles or your knees or uh, your hips or, or your spine is twisted or there's little distortions then it doesn't get to travel up quite as smoothly as your 
as would be optimal. It gets I, I, pushed. That's what, that's what I'm thinking yeah. right now. And, and that's what gets interesting. And it's sort of like, okay, so where do you, where do you start? You know, yeah. well, we start with the head neck relationship. Right. Or, you know, traditionally, at least that's what we, we start. Right. And, and that's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that's not going to do it all. It's not going to do it. And especially, you know, and, and you know, Alexander said, you know, uh, we don't necessarily, um, interpret accurately what we're sensing you know right uh, and that's certainly true you know if it's if it's habit we kind of feel well that's just the way it is that's the way it should be amen right and and it's only when you get an experience like i had with john or with helen that you start mm-hmm. to realize holy smokes yeah um what i was considering to be in my alexander glory normal yeah isn't or right. uh, normal or optimal isn't and it was only maybe a bit like Alexander, when things went wrong, that it caused me to sort of look a little bit harder at, at, at what was happening and to ask some, you know, some questions and begin to say, okay, when we lift up this rock, what's crawling around underneath there? <laughs> and, right. and, it's, and it's quite amazing when you start to look at it, you realize, oh, okay. Um, at least in my case, I, I really feel like I want to know a whole lot more about how what's going on in our feet affects everything on up from there that that's right that, that's the big question and 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 for alexander i sort of wonder well why did he skip over it like that he, it was it's almost become like it was almost a footnote in that mm-hmm. i mean he talks about his initial discovery i've gone back because i must have read the use of the self 30 or 40 times i used to teach it in, in a class every every year so i'd read it at least twice a year for 10 years mm-hmm. and um you know, he talks about in the beginning where he noticed this this misuse in his neck. Where he's he's sucking in air and pulling his head back, and and you know, um, and he he noticed that he noticed that, and he said, "Well, that was my first discovery, right? That's right. the first thing." He writes, but guess what? The use the misuse of his feet was happening then as well. He just didn't notice it. Mm-hmm. Or think, you know, you it might be more even more accurate to say instead of. Uh, misuse of his feet um, makes it sound like his feet were living a little life of their own down there, but really, um, it was it was a kind of misuse of his whole self, perhaps caused by that instruction to grip the floor, which I guess was an acting idea that he internalized at some point and if you think about it trying to grip the floor with your feet is a losing proposition it's just not you're not going to grip the floor but you are going to you're going to tense and and yeah. that tension is is a whole body tension and i think i think he was he got drawn i think he probably got sucked into the head neck thing uh, it was maybe easier for him to see in the mirror, sense it directly. But um, I do think there was a kind of a neglect of this larger picture. But I would, I would reframe, I've tended to reframe what the Alexander technique is in terms of not so, not just how we organize ourselves optimally in isolation but how we how we deal with the forces that are actually operating on us on this planet and they're strong forces gravity um 
gravity is inherently a weak force in the in the physics system of forces but our nearest neighbor the earth is gigantic compared to us and so it's a pretty strong force if you fall over on the ground and hit your head you you could attest to that and yeah, yeah. Uh, the upward push is a very strong force and there are other forces as well there's atmospheric pressure there's heat and light and so on um but um, I would say, really, the Alexander Technique should be how we organize ourselves to make the best use of the situation we're in. And our situation is we're living on this planet. It has certain properties. And uh, they're not likely to change just because we'd like them to change. And in well, fact, well, you're, right. you're right. You're you right. Know. Now, let's say we want to make the best use of, of ourselves within the properties that we find in, right. which, we, in which we find ourselves here. Right. right. But so imagine for a second, you know, you must have you must have experienced at some point you're you're walking along on, on some so on a road of like a, and you get a pebble in your in your shoe. Right, and you're kind of you've got a backpack on or something like that, and you can't take it out right away, mm -hmm. right? So every time you step down, that pebble is going into some part of your foot. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Now you're having to deal with gravity and the you know counter push and all the rest of it. Those things that haven't changed, but you've got a pebble in your shoe. Everything that you do at that point, in terms of how you're dealing with gravity, etc., changes. Now right. imagine that pebble is in your shoe, but you don't feel it, but you're reacting to it anyway. That's yeah. what I. That's what this discovery said to me is that I've got a, I've had a pebble in my shoe for the last umpteen years. Mm -hmm. It's it's got me to the point where my hamstring won't won't heal because I'm putting too much strain on that side of my body as I compensate for an old knee injury let's say, mm -hmm. and uh, no matter how much I strengthen, stretch, massage, chiro, whatever, as long as I'm adjusting to that in, uh, you know, invisible and unfelt pebble in my shoe, that thing in my hamstring is never going away. Mm -hmm. Get, take the pebble out of the shoe, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, you can react differently with what you described uh, mm -hmm. quite nicely there, Robert, you know, the the gravity and the counterforce and all the rest of it. How do you respond to that? Right. And and most of our response is, thank goodness, it's, sub, it's unconscious or subconscious. We don't want to be thinking about how we're balancing ourselves. Ask any Parkinson's patient how fun that is right. to have to think about that all the time. We don't want to think about that. We want to live our lives, right? Right. So, it, we're very happy that things are subconscious. In fact, we want them to be there. Um, you know, uh, so just to imagine that that invisible pebble is affecting the way that you're adjusting yourself. Right. Uh, every moment that you're standing and walking. Um, and I imagine that Alexander was standing most of the time when he recited. You know, maybe mm -hmm. he, he sat down on a chair for the odd little piece, but I think most of the time he must have been standing up and, you know, giving it his best to be or not to be, right? Right. And, uh, you know, 
Um, and so he had that invisible. He had, he sounds like he had not just one pebble. He sounded like he had a whole uh, whole bunch of rocks in his shoes. You know, <laughs> right? Well, <laughs> you know, it doesn't just have to be a pebble in the foot. I mean, I, the pebble in the foot is a, is kind of a metaphor, right? And the pebble yeah. could be somewhere else. The pebble could be I in your pelvis here, but, you or know. your knee or somewhere else. The point is, there's a something's causing you to distort things, and you're not really aware of of that specific cause anymore it's it's you're dis- not aware of the cause and but your feet your feet are paying the, the price canary mm-hmm. uh, the connection the canary in the mind shop your feet what's going on in your feet are telling yes. you a little bit what whatever that is you're adjusted to it could be an injury it could right. be an emotional wound it could yeah. be you know uh, any number of things but it all shows up in your feet well, because that's where the pedal meets the metal. I mean, that's that's it, right? <laughs> exactly right. And so uh, I I haven't got the answer here, Robert. I mean, I, as I was talking to you before, you know, I've been teaching Alexander for about thirty-four years, and I was thinking, well, you know, by now I should know something about it, and I feel like, uh-oh, you know, maybe this is the problem with being, um, you know, questioning what you do on an ongoing basis but I feel like uh oh now I've I've just have to completely reorganize my thinking which which is which is the essence of the Alexander technique right I know damn it I at 30 after 34 years I figured I could just sort of spew out the truth you know um, <laughs> in any number of different guises and now I don't know what the heck to say to people anymore uh, you know I, I'm, I'm thinking that stand up straight and, and uh, don't and keep the smile is probably a good place to start but uh, you know <laughs> yeah well why don't we um, uh, I think we've kind of raised this question and we're, we're neither one of us is uh, it has the answer but I think um I think maybe we should we should end the podcast here, and when hopefully when it's posted on Facebook and so on, there will be some discussion around what we've been talking about, and maybe that could even lead to a, a back a second um, uh, another podcast taking into account what other people have said. What do you think, Malcolm? I think that's a good idea. Oh, I think seem to have lost Malcolm. Um, so I will end the podcast here. Uh, my guest has been Malcolm Bach, an Alexander teacher in Montreal, and uh, we've been talking today about feet. And uh, hopeful, I'll put information by the podcast on uh, Malcolm's website and uh, more in, place where you can find more information about the Alexander technique. So even though Malcolm's not here, thank you, Malcolm, and uh, we'll talk again soon.